All right, well, it's September 3rd. It's opening day of archery here in Montana for deer and elk. And I am currently walking back to my truck. I uh, had to work today, so I didn't get to go out this morning or afternoon. But once I got off shift at 4 o'clock, there's still plenty of daylight, so I hopped in the truck, got all geared up, and went to the nearest block management area that I've found quite a few deer in over the last couple of years. And when I got out of the truck, thermostat said 97 degrees outside. So I was kind of thinking like, yeah, I really don't know if I want to shoot something in 97 degree heat. And it doesn't really seem like it's going to go anywhere. It doesn't seem like it's going to drop in temp at all, at least for a few hours. But uh, I went out and I walked about a mile. It takes about a mile before you can actually get down into, uh, it's kind of like a bad land alkaline swampy area a lot of uh, s-curves and bends of all these old washouts and then it's sandwiched between two reservoirs which i believe are spring fed so there's water source there's ag fields up top and then there's cover from all the cattails and then the washouts down in that coulee and uh i've i've seen deer in there quite a bit they usually take cover in there and then they come out on top and start to feed in the mornings and the evenings so i was fully expecting to find deer and i get out there and start glassing and an hour goes by two hours goes by and nothing not a single deer so i decided well i'm just gonna keep going i'm already here might as well go another mile so i walked about another mile Stopped at a fence line on top of a hill, grabbed my binos, and sure enough, there's some deer. It was a fork, mule deer, buck, still in velvet, and then seven does. And that was it. Alright, sorry I had to pause there for a second. The wind picked up. Didn't want you to be all wind blown. Back in my truck. Um, so yeah... I'm watching these seven deer just graze. They start getting up one by one over the course of about two hours. And they just start to graze right there in the bottom of that coulee. I'm sitting there up top and I really don't have much cover. I've got a couple sage uh, sagebrush around me, fence post. I'm sitting right along a fence line. But uh, sun's to my back. And I watch them for damn near two hours. But I was thinking, you know, there's no good way for me to get in there if I did find something I wanted to shoot. So after about two hours of watching them, I decided I'd get up and start walking back towards the truck and check out another field along the way that I've seen deer in the past as well. And uh, sure enough, I grabbed my stuff, probably got about an hour left of shooting time start walking back to the truck and I get about a mile from the truck and I'm in a cut hay field they had planted hay they cut it they rolled it so you've got all the big bales right there and that's the only cover you have two inches of hay and uh, a few large hay bales scattered so I'm just walking through this field 
And I look over to my left because I saw something move. And 200 yards away, there's a nice 4x4 white-tailed buck, full velvet, hopping the fence right towards me. So I stop and I, you know, I drop to my knees, grab my stuff. And I'm looking at this thing and he's walking right to me. So I knock an arrow. He's not even giving me a look. He's just head down. He's grazing on the move. And I'm just waiting at this point. I'm trying not to move. I tried to grab my camera, but it just would have been too much movement. He would have seen me. I'm thinking I might have a chance here. He's walking right to me. So I watch him and he's moving and he's grazing and he's moving. And then he just makes a slight turn to his right and he starts walking away. He got about 130 yards from me. So he's about to go away from me now. The wind's still good. I still got about a half an hour of shooting light. And he gets behind a hill and finally he's out of sight. So I get up on my feet. I haul ass to try to cut him off where I think he's going. But I didn't stand a chance. He knew where he wanted to go and he was well on his way. So when I got to the next fence line and looked over the hill, I can see him. And no shit, they go and cross the fence line right at the fence post that I was sitting at prior, an hour prior. They crossed right there. So had I waited maybe another 30, 40 minutes, I would have seen him coming. I could have waited there, who knows, I could have had a shot, but... That's how it goes, I guess. Wasn't meant to be. But uh, a little bit of excitement on day one for the four hours that I was out here. And uh, might try again tomorrow, but we'll see what the weather is. I got to work again, so it'll have to be after shift. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm walking back to the truck and uh, just finished the second night out. Went out after work again and uh, I tried a different spot that's been good to me in the past and I was severely disappointed. I got out of work a little bit early. I came down here. I got out of the truck, the winds were about 15 miles an hour gusting up to 25 directly from the west. So I came in from the east and the temperature was about 94, 95. So it was hot and windy, but I was going to use the wind to my advantage just to get, uh, sneak in a little bit more and kind of conceal my noise with the footprints, but didn't really matter because I saw almost no deer until the last two hours. I saw a total of six deer, two bucks, four does, but these bucks and the does I think were all within the one and a half to two and a half year range. They were young, small bucks and small does. And uh, I got up to 60 yards on them, but that was, I really wasn't trying. I was trying to see if there were maybe some bigger bucks down below. They kind of came up out of a, this pretty steep draw, steep coulee. 
but um, no, nothing else with them. It's the only things I saw. You know, I think with the drought that we had, we're still going through. There's just not enough vegetation for them over here. They have a bunch of cattle grazing here, and I think they've just decimated all the natural grass, and they've pulverized all the game trails. It's just a mess. There's no grass. There's there's nothing. And then half of the fields that they had seeded and cropped, they didn't even... They didn't even crop half of them, so they uh, have less food, less water, so I guess it makes sense that they're not going to be here, but, you know, every time I came out here during archery season the last two years, we've had, I don't know, I'd say you're always seeing a few dozen deer, and I only saw six, so kind of bummed, but that's hunting. Just gotta keep looking for him. So I just got back in my truck after my third hunt and uh, it has been a morning. So I went back to the location that I hunted opening day and uh, you know, I didn't see any deer that night. I, I mean, I saw a few does and then a couple really small bucks, but not not near the numbers that I usually see down there. But I decided to give it another shot because that area just holds a lot of deer and it's only a matter of time before they start filtering into that little wet reservoir area. So I decided to go out this morning and I got out there way early. I was well within the center of that block management before it was even legal shooting light. I sat there and I just started just waiting and right away down on that bowl of the reservoir I could see a couple white-tailed doe that were just feeding they were probably 300 yards from me and I'm up top they're down below and just hanging out and I'm thinking you know there's got to be more deer around here somewhere they're just going to start filtering in at this point and I hear a little noise behind me so I knock an arrow just in case, you know, it could have been a raccoon, it could have been a badger, it could have been a bird. You know, it wasn't very loud, but it was a noise that kind of made me think there might be some deer just behind me. You know, I'm sitting kind of on a on a incline. So the fields are behind me like 10 yards uphill behind me. <clears throat> and uh the reservoir is another 30 yards below me so I'm just basically on the side of a hill so I sit a little bit longer and I watch those does and then I see something off to my left and I look over and there's three white-tailed bucks just grazing and one of them is nice he's not in velvet anymore but he's a solid white-tailed buck so I range him and he's 60 yards 60 yards on the dot so I'm sitting on a hill I have to move to a kneeling a, a kneeling position in order to get the shot off. And I pull up, get up on my knee, I draw my arrow back, I put it right there on his front shoulder. He's now quartering away. He took like another step and was quartering away. He was eating some eating some grass. 
and I let the arrow go. I heard contact. You know, he he bounced off like he got hit. And then once I hit him and let that arrow go, about 10 more white-tailed bucks popped their heads up right behind me as well. So there was, almost, there was about a dozen white-tailed bucks, half in velvet, half not. He wasn't the biggest one in the group, but he was the biggest of the ones that I initially saw. But I don't, I, I don't, he was a really nice buck. I didn't care. Um, so now I'm trying to look through 12 different bucks to see which one's the one I hit. And I find him and he's, he's looking a little, he's not looking good. And, um, I see some blood. They go, go behind a hill. So I give it a little while. And once they disappear, I go to look for my arrow. And, uh, I find it. I go right, it's right right where he got hit and there's not a lot of blood on it there is some meat a little bit of you know reddish meat and fat so I knew I didn't hit any vitals but I was hoping maybe maybe there's an artery in there maybe it's a significant enough wound that he'll he'll bleed out so I'm instantly bummed just on how the the arrow looked. So I peek my head up over the hill and I can see all the that whole group is is running running away. They're gone. They're running to private land. And then I see my buck limping along. He does not want to move. So he's like 300 yards from me at that point. I see him hop a fence. Which it took him a while to figure out if he was going to make the jump or not. As soon as he jumped over, he just bedded up right there on the other side of that fence. So, I closed the distance. I got to 160 yards from him. He still bedded up. The wind's in my face. And he's right on the edge of that fence line. The only problem is that there's no wind at this point. I, there's, there's not enough wind at this point to move in close. To conceal my sound so I had to wait and I waited probably an hour and a half until the wind started to pick up the forecast for today was calling for winds up in the mid 20s gusting up to 35 so it was gonna get pretty bad today um, high temperature of 97 I think as well which I was really hoping I could just bag one in the morning and you know get them get them in the cooler before the heat picked up but wasn't the case he um he was still alive when i was watching him finally once that wind picked up a little bit i decided to uh, take the boots off and try to close the distance so i start moving in and i get 61 yards from him and he stands up now i don't know if he definitely didn't catch my wind because the wind was in my face he may have heard something, but he wasn't quite looking at me. He was looking off in a different direction. So I had to I had to get down real quick, get down to my knees and wait. And uh, he just didn't want to get bedded back down. And he turned around and he was going to start walking to private property. So I know I had to get another arrow in him. So I knocked an arrow. He's now facing away from me. I stood up. I drew the arrow back. When I drew it back, he must have caught the movement and he turned to look. So now he's quartered away from me, looking at me. 
and I let the arrow go. And it hits the barbed wire, the top strand of the barbed wire and that fence that's right in front of them. I was hoping I could just thread it through. 60 yards is a long long ways away. The angle of that arrow coming back down, I don't know. Um, didn't, didn't hit him. Hit the barbed wire. Spooked him. He jumped off. Crossed the fence line onto my side. He stopped again at 100 yards broadside from me. And... Uh, I I had no options at that point other than to just watch him see where he goes to bed down for the second time. So once he crested that hill, I ran back. I got my boots and grabbed my gear, got some water, and I went looking for him. He had a lot of field to cover, and I figured, you know, I went and got my arrow, got my boots got my gear i figured that was enough time to get up to the ridge or to the edge of the um the top of the hill and i don't see him anywhere i know the direction that he wanted to go but he's nowhere to be seen and there's no blood at this point and i looked everywhere i, sh- I shot him at about 6 45 and i left around 12 30 i got back to my truck so he's out there he's he's wounded i don't think it's lethal just based on the amount of blood that i saw he's definitely he's he's definitely hurt he's gonna be sore and it's it's the worst feeling in it's the worst feeling to shoot an animal and know that he's not dead now he's just hurt and he's in pain i would have rather just missed the shot all all together and then my buddies could make fun of me for being a shitty shot but that's uh that's kind of the dirty business of bow hunting that's this kind of shit happens and there's only so much you can do about it i felt like the first shot was good i was comfortable i was steady i was anchored you know there's a little bit of crosswind but not enough i mean that i I got a picture of him. The blood, the entry wound looks like it's just on the front of his shoulder. So, I mean, I was, I don't know, maybe four or five inches right of target where I wanted to hit him. And uh, maybe he turned last minute. I don't know. But I'm going to go back tonight. I, I couldn't find him, so I'm, I'm going to go back tonight. I know where he went. I don't think he's going to want to go very far. Uh, I'll look for him this evening, see if there's any limped limping deer out there and try to get another arrow in him I guess but uh it's not looking good I just hope uh if I don't find him he he recovers from his injury so I'll keep you guys posted all right so another update it's now been uh 48 hours since I shot that whitetail. And I just went out this morning. I was supposed to be on my way to elk camp this morning, but um, I really wanted to just do my due diligence and attempting to relocate this buck or you know, find him dead or find him alive and know that he's going to survive that shot. But uh, basically... After that morning that I shot him, I pulled out after, I don't know, I was probably out there six hours, pulled out, came back, 
uh, five hours later. So I came back around five in the evening. Uh, I brought a couple buddies with me, and we decided to come in from the opposite side of this block management, which is just truck would have been closer, would have been less of a hike. And I had a general idea where he went, but I was never totally sure where he had gone after I lost sight of him. So uh, my two buddies, Adam and Adam, so Kaiser and Olsen came with me. And uh, Olsen and I just started bushwhacking this drainage, this old, uh, is all dried up creek bed with a lot of tall grass, cattails, a lot of washouts. And it's got hills on both sides. So I, I posted Kaiser up top. So just in case we we push him out, if he's down there, then Kaiser can maybe get an eye on him and see where he goes. I was hoping that he was just going to be dead down there somewhere. But um, wishful thinking. So we pushed that creek bed for probably 20 to 30 minutes. And... I'm just about reaching the end of it where I last saw him disappear. And I step up out of this one part of this creek bed and look forward and there's another steep washout. And as soon as I look down, there he is five feet from me. And he's still alive and he saw me and he bolts. Now... I did not have an arrow knocked, and the reason for that is because it's just, in my opinion, unsafe to walk around treacherous terrain with a broadhead out. It just, there's a lot of holes, uh, your footing is going to be off, you've got rocks that are a little bit wet, anything could happen. It's just safer to not have it out, so I decided against it. Um, in hindsight, yeah, if I had an arrow knocked, I probably could have gotten a shot on him, but it wasn't worth the risk to me. So he bolts out, and he stops at 38 yards. Now, I'm in the process of pulling an arrow out and knocking it, but we got about a steady 25-mile-an-hour wind in our face, and I cannot, for the life of me, get this arrow knocked and my release clipped. And he only gave me maybe three seconds at 38, 40 yards, uh, I got the arrow knocked, I clipped it, and as soon as I went to go draw back, he took off again, and he stopped at about 88 yards, which I'm not an 88-yard shooter. Uh, I mean, obviously, I couldn't even kill him at 60 yards, so I'm not going to take an 80-yard shot, let alone an 80-yard shot with 25-mile-an-hour crosswind. So he's just standing there, and he's, you can tell he's still hurt pretty good, but he doesn't want to go anywhere. Uh, and then he just kind of starts walking away limping away and we're all just basically standing there real still trying to see if he'll bed down again so we watch him for a little bit he goes over this little hill i can't see him anymore kaiser's up on the hill with his binoculars and he can see him so olsen and i just kind of try to get a game plan together and I don't know, we waited like 10 minutes or so, and then we decided to go up and talk to Adam to see if he saw where this deer might have bedded down. And I guess he had not bedded down yet and could still see up to where Kaiser was at. And he saw us walk up to Kaiser, and then he bolted. And he was actually now running at this point, which I hadn't seen him run all day after he'd been shot. Um, he didn't look like he was walking well at all, so 
Um, at that point, he just ran through this cut wheat field towards a ranch. And um, there's another coulee over there with an old creek bed. And we lost sight of him. So we grabbed our gear. I went to the next hill over to try to find him again. And Adam and Olson, they went and got the truck and drove down to that ranch to go see if we could get permission over there to look for him. But uh, it, we had no luck. So we looked for another, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes and just no sight of him. There's no blood trail to follow. You know, the bed that he was in when I spooked him had two blood clots in it or um, just coagulated blood. Not a big puddle of blood. There really wasn't much at all, just a couple drops. So... I just, I wasn't, I was convinced at that point that he's, he's going to survive. So, um, I gave the landowner my name and number. I sent him a picture of the deer, told him if he finds it, you know, dead somewhere, let me know. I'll come out and punch my tag. Uh, and then, yeah, that was it for that night. But this, I had to work yesterday. I, I was busy. I couldn't get out. Um. The winds were pretty bad too, but I went out this morning to give it one last check to maybe see if he was still in the area, and I got out there first thing in the morning. I actually left my GoPro out there, which I realized last night, and thank God I, you know, I do a lot of filming out there because I went back to some footage to find when I would have taken it off my hat, and sure enough, I've got footage of me taking it off, and I was able to find it right away i knew exactly where it was but that was a relief because those things aren't cheap but uh yeah you know i got out saw plenty of deer this morning had a really beautiful whitetail buck come in that i could have made a play on but i'm not there to hunt any deer i want to find this deer i want to make sure he's either going to survive or see if he's dead somewhere and uh, i couldn't find him no sight of him now nothing wasn't out feeding i didn't see him down in the drainages nothing uh, i did a little bushwhacking where i last saw him go in and uh just no sign of him so i i reached out to a couple of uh guys that work in the broadhead business testing and designing broadheads this one guy works for magnus and I sent them pictures of the deer and the wound. And this guy, I mean, these guys do necropsies in the field. They they pull the hide back and they're really trying to figure out how these broadheads that they make penetrate and the damage they do. So they're going to know what's going to kill a deer and what's not. And they both said that it's a meat shot. More than likely, he's going to survive that. Uh... It could have, it could have cut the esophagus, um, which would cause him to swallow blood, which would cause him to cough it up. And there just wasn't any sign of blood in his mouth. There wasn't any signs of blood like that in any of the beds that I found of his. And they said if he's, you know, if he's running the way he was running later that night, most likely it's not it's not a lethal wound so i don't know i gave it another shot couldn't find him 
There's no sign of him. I, I hope he survived. I'm going to keep looking for him. I'm leaving. You know, throughout the season, if he's still alive, uh, leaving today for elk camp, I'll be gone for uh, seven to ten days, probably. But hopefully sooner, if I can, if I can kill one. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's uh, that's bow hunting. It happens. Uh, these bad shots, they they happen, and a lot of guys don't document it or talk about it. Which I don't know You see every all these videos on YouTube You never see this kind of um, Situation People don't like putting it on film For other people to see them screw up a shot Or wound a deer It doesn't happen a lot You usually only see the good footage But I'm not the only one that this has happened to And it's just part of bow hunting Which really sucks It, it just kind of a... Uh, a learning you know it's a, it's a lesson to learn from making sure you're steady for your shot shot placement taking everything into consideration the shot felt good when i took it i felt steady enough to take it you know i can go back and in hindsight play monday morning quarterback and what could i have done differently but i mean i felt good when i took the shot and it just didn't go where i wanted it to so uh, that's why we practice. We got to get out there and get those reps in so that we can hit those targets when the time comes and you got buck fever and, you know, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to leave for elk camp here in a little while and hopefully I can have some luck down there. But this will conclude the hunt for that buck. Uh, I'll probably try to do another type of this podcast kind of like a little mini diary and uh have a part two when i can get on another deer so uh thanks for listening again just reach out to me or kaiser on instagram highland hunter for me adam 14 kaiser for for adam and uh yeah thanks for listening guys